Hello, welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is December 4th, and we're talking about a, a Reddit post that is just popping off right now. Uh, it's called Should GRC Fund Developers, and it's got some really good responses. It's got a good discussion going on. I am just going to read a lot of that post today, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, but first, hey, what's up? Good to see you guys. It's good to see some new faces. Well, ha, new. Old faces back in the mix. Hi, Barton. What's up? What's going on, Mercosity? The rest of you guys come here all the time. And some new faces. Pick, Picklow and Skeptic Cult. Excellent. Excellent. Good to see you here. Welcome. Feel free to, to uh, toss any questions you have about Gridcoin here in the chat. Any thoughts, comments about the discussion. You are more than welcome to join. You can also talk with your mic here every week when we do these things you just gotta you know cut me off i'm more than happy not to ramble for the entire hour and let someone else talk but someone's got to step up okay that's enough jeringo that's all you got <sighs> i mean I was, I was demonstrating how it's supposed to work okay appreciate it <laughs> uh these chats take place every friday at 3 30 p.m eastern we're a little late today it's been a busy friday i hope everyone is getting into the spirit it's a new year coming it is uh, a new grid coin with a new fern release and a new mandatory that just triggered just uh the other day that should should smooth everything out moving forward uh fingers crossed there although you don't really need to cross your fingers when we got devs like jim and Sai. so what are you gonna do uh I will also give a shout out to my other podcast. Hey, the Boink, Boink Radio podcast uh, run by the Boink Network, which is basically just me and Delta right now uh, putting stuff together. He does the project briefs. We co-host the uh, Boink Radio. Uh, we've got uh, the CEO and a employee from the company Leyline joining us in an hour. We're going to talk about incentivized crunching and their sort of organization, their nonprofit, and what they want to do with Boink. Looking forward to that. And also, hey guys, check out the thing I built as someone who's never built a website before at boink.network, where those web host podcasts are usually hosted. Uh, <laughs> it's now a full website intended to be a sort of landing page for people who really have no idea what Boink is. So try to take all the power to use a language out of all the descriptions of Boink, all the descriptions of the projects. And I tried to make it very image heavy based on news. Uh, thank you to everyone for the feedback as I was asking around. Um, and also, like I said, I've never made a website before. If you want to make it better, come on in. <laughs> we know, and we'll work together to make it better. Um, also, uh, there was a lot of text with a lot of projects on that site, and I am sure I screwed a lot of it up. Uh, so do let me know if I screwed it up. Uh, I did try my best, but I'm sure stuff is wrong. So just ping me on this Discord or the Bank Network Discord, and I will fix it as soon as possible. There's still some stuff I want to do to the site as well, so it's not finished yet, but it is. Uh, Happy New Year! Woo! All right. That said... Uh, I already mentioned the big news of the past couple weeks is, um, as that is the mandatory update to, I think it's 5.1 now, Gladys, which fixed a newbie bug having to do with new CPIDs from the, all the people joining Gridcoin are coming in now that we don't have a team requirement. Uh, so if you haven't updated yet, update, please. You're probably running your own fork of Gridcoin if you haven't updated yet. That's not great. Um, 
otherwise, things are still just chugging along, I guess. Uh, there's the poll running. Go ahead, Jim. Were you going to say something? Okay. The uh, There's a poll running uh, until December 31st, uh, put up there by Sai, who... Um, it's fun to say who is gauging interest in folding the folding at home um project into the gridcoin network it would intend well we had a whole discussion on this like two weeks ago go back and listen to it but really shortly really briefly uh it would entail him building an adapter to translate folding at home credits what are whatever folding at home score into gridcoin score so that people could get rewarded and it would essentially boil down to folding at home being another whitelisted project so it, that's how it would interact with the magnitude and everything um if you want to learn more about that we had a great discussion uh when we talked about it a couple episodes ago i think it's called folding folding at home into the gridcoin network all right is there any other news anyone wants to bring up before we get going Oh, biggest news of the week. Mercosity's back. Woo! Oh, no. <laughs> it's good to see people coming back, man. We haven't heard from in years. I hope everything's well. We'll have to catch up sometime. Um, yeah, I guess let's get going. This is a topic uh, that we have talked about before, never as a, a full episode. So we're going to give it its uh, due focus, I suppose, today. Uh should GRC fund developers? I'm pretty sure the general consensus is yes, but how? But before we get to that, I'm just going to read this um, and a couple responses. So first, I'm going to take a drink of water. All right. This is coming from Reddit user Presciencia. Presciencia. I don't know. I can't pronounce things. Um, all right. He says, I posted an active team member list after I was, uh, and after I was thinking, does Gridcoin need to pay our devs? We have strong development in the last year or two, and I'm happy to see it, but I'm worried the devs do not get compensation. There's the foundation funds, but I saw devs do not claim from it to save for other purposes. GRC market is not really mature yet, and funding developers gives them incentives to stay and build value. When I came back to GRC, I saw the previous devs left, but we also gained some very good developers. I think community-driven funding can encourage current devs to stay and previous devs to return. I was looking uh, at ways other coins pay developers, some things I think are interesting. PureCoin, the coin that GRC originally forked from, uh, raised 39,000 euro every year for development from Open Collective, so they don't spend foundation funds. The network is much less active than Gridcoin and not much dev activity. Um, and then there's a bunch of resources here. Uh, I recommend people read this post to go to the resources that the post has, um, if not just to see it firsthand. He continues, uh, Quantum Chain, or if that's what they're still called, Qtum, another POS altcoin forked from Peercom, Peercoin, <laughs> spent 142.37 Bitcoin, or $2.6 million in the third quarter on devs from their foundation fund. But there's also very low adoption and on-chain activity, especially for high market cap coin and low percentage quantum holders stake their holding. So it's an inactive coin, is what he's saying, and they spent a lot of money. If other projects pay devs for lower results, I think GRC devs and other contributors deserve some compensation, even if small amounts. If not, it could seem like the community does not value the work they do. I don't know if a project can survive on volunteering only. Would the GRC community support a funding program? What do you think? Don't answer that yet. I will also because we're going to read some responses here, but I will point out that the thought, I don't know if a project can survive on volunteering only, 
Also ties into why Gridcoin is so important to Boink, because Boink is based on volunteering, and it's actually negative volunteering because it costs resources to run Boink. Um, so it seems sense seems to make sense to have an incentive layer on top of Boink. All right, this is a great response coming from Peter VDH. He says, "Okay, I'll bite. I quit." Gridcoin a few years ago, like some others, I loved the idea behind this coin. It had potential, but I dropped it immediately when I looked over the code. I'm a retired software engineering major. I supervised a team of experienced C++ engineers in my day, so I know code. The state of the Gridcoin code was a big problem. Would I have donated to fund it? Nope. I stalked this sub occasionally. I saw the, uh, the posts for the Fern update. I read the code again. Above all, the major rewrites highlighted in the original post. Very impressed. I can see you guys picked up a talented engineer, not naming names. My concerns were handled, so I reinstalled. That is a huge, huge validation of all the work that Jim and Cy did. Um, he continues, I ran the updates uh, through slow count, SCC, etc., project planning tools, old habits, $250,000 estimated cost to develop in the COCOMO model. I imagine that means something to someone uh, who might be able to eliminate that knowledge uh, in a little bit. Uh, that is for the default $56,000 a year salary. A developer of this caliber does not make $56,000 a year in the financial industry. Uh, and where they live, your average blockchain engineers get $200,000, $400,000 in compensation packages. The Fern upgrade could be closer to a $1 million effort. If it's true that this is a volunteer project, that's noble, but I don't so see how you will keep your developers without paying them. The original post brings up a valid, uh, brings up a valid concern. Someone will notice their work and make an offer they can't refuse. I would uh, contribute to a development fund now. I saw murmurs here of interesting things to come. Your investments will only hold value if development continues. Talking to you, bag holders. Just my two sats, Peter. Uh, Jim responds, gives uh, all the credit to Sai, um, and there is some back and forth here. Uh, but those are really the two meatiest posts. Uh, so let's talk. Does anyone have any initial responses, or shall I continue rambling? I don't remember hearing this before. <laughs> it's good to have someone who uh, we've had these discussions with before who hasn't been here for like two years to be like, oh, is this still a thing? Uh, yeah, so this is the whale problem. The whale problem being the vast majority of Gridcoin was minted during its bootstrap era, during the proof of work era, which was 2013 to 2014, more or less. Uh, and during that time period, uh, 300 and some million coins were generated. Chocolate, you probably know this number memorized by now. Yeah, I think it would, the number is 340 million, if I remember correctly. 340 million grid coin minted in that first year distributed to proof of work. At that point in time, crypto, let alone grid coin, was tiny. So all those coins went to a few people. Uh, and that's not to say they, they don't deserve a lot for bootstrapping the network and putting, you know, keeping it alive from 2013 to today. Well, to until to like 2017, when uh, Rayvon, uh, CM was doing a lot of work then, uh, Jim, Cy, uh, all the people who were currently here started um, pitching in. Uh, but that's a vast majority of the network. Right now there's, I think, 420 million-ish coins in circulation. Uh, 30 million of those belong to the foundation wallet. So... Without uh, the whales really donating to get uh, 
to fund the developers, essentially, um, then what we're going to be doing is asking the least wealthy of the network to fund some of the most intense development that has ever taken place uh, on the chain. Oh, thank you, Barton. We're up to 440 million uh, grid coin in circulation. Uh, and this can uh, fold into that what this poster said uh, about seeing the grid coin code base before uh, Jim and Cy were here. Um, and I'm going to fold Rayvon into that because he did a lot. And Paul, iFogs, uh, they did a lot to bring it to where it is now. Uh, before this current group of devs were here, people looked at Gridcoin's code paste and said, well, this isn't going to last. So, yes, you can keep uh, uh, essentially a shitcoin going just by sticking around as a whale and continuing to stake it. But to turn it into a viable project is far more valuable. Jim, Sai, Rayvon, Paul, they could have forked Gridcoin with their new code, code base and it started a stable network from the beginning based on solid technology. Uh, instead, so far, they have continued with the old network, keeping the old whales in the network. Uh, this is the problem. Under that model, if we continue, the, if we continue under this model, then they're gonna, those whales are gonna have the vast majority of Gridcoin for a very long time because our inflation rate is pretty low. Uh, and if they don't use that Gridcoin in some way, they don't even need to use it actually to fund development. They have to use it to create a network effect. Fund development, obviously, is one of the choices they could do. Uh, market, do outreach, uh, do it, use it for something that will build value, bring value into the network, um, use it as an investment, essentially. Uh, if they don't do that, there's a problem. So if they... Ringo, do we, do we have any idea how many of those old uh, whale coins are even still active? I mean, there's a very good chance many of those wallets could just be on somebody's defunct hard drive in a trash can by now. There are uh, there are numbers floating around of coins that are moved uh, every so often, or coins that stake. And if they stake, I'm assuming that someone has access. Um, they were most right. recently obfuscated, probably in 2017 or 18. So at that point, there was a vast majority of those original coins that were moved, which means someone has access to them. So it's it's a good number of them. They also vote occasionally uh last hmm. major vote was uh i mean if they voted in this poll i haven't looked at this poll recently um then they're active if i if i remember correctly uh the last time we saw the biggest accounts vote and i think they had somewhere around 55 million and 38 million respectively this was a while ago so i might be getting the numbers wrong it was for the cbr vote uh, and that was around a year and four months ago-ish, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, summer of 2019. And that's the last time I think we saw on Gridcoin stats where you could go and look up the polls and see the biggest, uh, you could see, you could sort by, you know, uh, account balance. Um, since then, presumably they broke their, uh, they broke their um, wallets into, you know, smaller chunks, basically. So it's a bit harder to uh, track them. But... Um, when you think about the amount of money they have, uh, if we're talking about, you know, like, you know, 50 million grid coin at a grid coin at uh, a cent a grid coin is, you know, 500 grand, you know, I mean, maybe they're, you know, Bitcoin millionaires and this is really nothing to them. It's possible. I have no idea, but it is a significant chunk of change. So I doubt it's sitting in a hard drive somewhere. 
Yeah, that's a good point too. And they 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 probably voted since then because there's like white paper polls, etc., where there's large wallets voting that are just like, where did this wallet come? Um. So, uh, are there any other thoughts? I'm, I'm under the impression that everyone kind of agrees we should be funding devs, we should be paying devs. Uh, we've tossed out a couple ideas. We'll get to what's in the chat right now in a second. Um, but before we get to to that, are there any general thoughts about this? Okay. Uh, so other ways we could fund the devs if whales don't do anything are all going to be a little weird because again we'll be funding we'll be essentially increasing the holdings of these whales who do nothing to secure the network uh because if they put their grc out in the network it would be used by more nodes staking so that would actually add security to the network they they should be getting their currency out there. And in their defense, this is an argument for, uh, I hear from Wales, uh, not GRC Wales, uh, the um, the coin will be distributed uh, through market principles, which is the the whale will eventually sell their coins, and that's how it gets distributed. It will get distributed to buyers. You can't have buyers if you don't have a, a network of value that continues to grow in value. It makes no sense. Gridcoin is not Bitcoin. So we can't operate under that principle of a mature and developed market. And even Bitcoin is not mature and developed market. And one can argue that that doesn't work in Bitcoin either yet. Uh, well, one day. But yeah. So other ways we can fund development, though. Uh, a donation model. I don't like do donation models personally because we're at, the people who donate generally are the people who don't have the most. Uh, there's stats all over the place. Like the wealthiest saved the most and the, the poorest spend the most. Well, let's not build a system that encourages the wealthy to save and profit off of the actions of those without as much. Uh, but we could do a donation model. Poor. What? Squeeze the rich, not the poor. Hey. <laughs> so a way to do that is actually what Nussie uh, suggested. And it's something I advocate for uh, wholeheartedly. It is... Uh, a treasury system. And there are many different ways you can build a treasury system. I built a, I wrote a very long uh, sort of sketch of different ways we could do it. Uh, but what Nutsi is suggesting is um, taking every time someone stakes, send a little bit to a development fund. And that development, okay, so every time someone stakes, send a little bit to a development fund. Uh, so there are two different parts to a treasury system building the treasury and accessing the treasury. So building the treasury is exactly what Nessie said. The accessing the treasury part is incredibly complex and we probably won't talk about today, but that has to do with how do you get the coins to uh, developers who deserve it? Uh, you can have a centralized distribution, you could have uh, quadratic voting, you could have uh, a whole bunch of different ways to distribute funds to different people. But to build that fund, uh, you can, uh, take some of that 10 GRC that we distribute for a stake reward and require it to go to developers. On top of this, you can, let's say we mint 10 GRC for staking, one GRC is surrendered up into the protocol. In that one GRC, you can um, split it up even more. So maybe half of that GRC must go to development and then 25% must go to marketing and then 25% can be distributed to any approved wallet uh, uh, what I call approved side staking addresses, where uh, the staker is surrendering the full GRC, but 0.25 of it, they get to choose where to distribute it, and 0.75 of it is distributed based on the protocol. Uh, 
Um, so you can do some pretty intricate stuff with uh, this sort of model. This sort of model is, um, so Barton points out that this idea recently fractured the Bitcoin Cash network, which is, yes, it did, but I don't think it's a great example because that network is not very stable to begin with. <laughs> but the, uh, it, this model is also used by half a dozen other blockchains uh, because it makes sense, frankly. Uh, but there are arguments against it, sure. Uh, so Dash, I think, uses one. Ethereum does it in <laughs> one form. Uh, BitShares has done it before. Uh, I think Steam does it. Um, it's a pretty simple funding model for, for coding. Uh, so what that would do is, because the wealthy are essentially staking the most, you would be taking some of the wealthy's income and giving it to developers. So it would, in a sense, indirectly redistribute funds to development uh, from these whales who are using their GRC to stake. Uh, and it would harm those who stake, so those who don't stake often, the least, uh, because they would not stake that much. So they wouldn't end up giving to developers that much. Uh, so that's one way. I like that way. Uh, another way Terminat brings up, just reward crunchers more than stakers. So that solves the in a way uh there's problems with it but in a way it solves the distribution problem but it doesn't solve the funding development problem if you weight inflation to uh crunching then uh stakers get rewarded less yes there's the risk that they will stop staking their grid coin i don't think it's a very high risk but there's also the added benefit that you've now created more staking wallets so you actually distribute the network more. It would take time to do that unless you surge, you create a surge uh, where you distribute a large amount of GRC among a large number of crunchers, giving them staking balances. So now you have uh, a thousand, five thousand GRC balanced wallets securing the network versus three 30 million balanced wallets or whatever it is securing the network. So that's another way, uh, but that doesn't fund development again. Um, Whales do not need to stake. It is great to have whales securing the network, but they're doing that because they make a buttload of money doing it. Uh, we could reduce staking rewards down to five and it would probably be fine. We could probably reduce it down to 3.14159 and it would be absolutely fine. Uh, partly because they're still getting rewarded, partly because of what I just said about distributed stakers, uh, and also because we happen to have a really good network uh, of people who really support this idea who would probably continue staking. So in this conversation, it sounds like attack, we're attacking the whales, or at least I am. Uh, I, I don't intend that to be the case. This is just the reality of the situation. They have a shit ton of money, and they should use it to do something and not force the rest of the network to do stuff uh, without them. Uh, but at the same time, again, these whales kept the network going from 2013 to 2017, and after that as well. They do support this network. There's something to be said for that. It is of outright shame that might lead to things that impact them negatively uh that they do not use their grc to do stuff uh, uh just a curiosity how how did they keep the network going during those four years uh they stake it they they kept it um they they stake coins so that it doesn't fork as much but the code base was so shit that it would just fork regularly Great ideas in the original code base, shit code. <laughs> so, so what Raven and, and iFox did essentially is stabilize the coin base, the code base, so that uh, it wouldn't fork just randomly. Uh, and then Jim and SaiSai come in and really patch the thing up and essentially make a no, new coin 
and it is within their right really to make their own fork and just everyone starts at zero and and do it again uh, i i don't know if they should or not that's to be whatever but yeah not so- not only not only did we not do that we it cost us almost double the amount of work not to do it it would have been much easier just to start fresh yeah because we had to i've i've mentioned this before we had to rewrite the code base twice guys we had to first write all the crap rules in new code to emulate all the crazy rules that were in the old protocol. And we had to do it in a way that kept the old chain going to bridge it over to the fork point where we then had the new rules take, take over, which swept away all the old crap. And so essentially it required two, two implementations in one, a compatibility implementation, which, uh, you know, when you ran Fern before the hard fork, you were running Fern in compatibility mode so that it was 100% compatible with the old nodes. And then we had to flip over at the fork point and go to the new protocol. So it, it actually, oddly enough, from a from a technical point of view, it was more work to do it this way than it would have been just to start fresh. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is a great community. And, uh, you know, it's a vote of faith from the devs into the community that we actually did that. Um you know, it's unfortunate that um, some of the large balance holders don't necessarily see it that way and are not willingly, uh, you know, making their their GRC work better for the benefit of the network, which at the end of the day should endure their benefit, right? And and there's a way, you know, we um, I can tell you I do get side stakes from certain people that, that are very that are contributing to development and i i'm very appreciative of that i'll tell you that the people that are side staking to me though are not not the giant whales they're they're people with significant grc resources but certainly not folks that are holding you know numbers on the order of what the foundation has so you know it's it is disappointing that the that the large balance holders are not more actively uh contributing to the to the benefit of the network directly Jim, I'm curious, what 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 do you see as a solution? I suppose is the question. Well, I, I actually I like I, I actually like the idea of effectively what amounts to a protocol side stake. I, I you know that's sort of the I think you know apart from forking the coin, pretty much the only reasonable option you've got that that seems to be reasonable is to take you know a percentage of the uh, of every stake that gets done, every reward, and basically send that to the foundation as a way to uh as a way to you know top up the coffers of the foundation and then have developers actually invoice the foundation rather than just eating the eating the hours like we've been doing up to now um i think that that doesn't really solve the the uh the whale problem but you know i don't i don't know any other way around it other than starting over with with the chain um, um jim just real quick so we're printing what is is it 16 million grid coin a year it's a little That's bit less right. than that. It's it's about because uh, we're not really doing 960 blocks a day, right? So we're doing more like 890 blocks a day at 10 10 CBR per block, and then we're doing an average of uh, it'd be 115,000 divided by four rewards. I think that comes out to like 14 million, something like that. Yes, that's it. All right. So so if we so if we did a a 10 percent you know flat you know uh, a side stake, uh, side protocol side stake. That would be what one point. That would be one point four million yep. grid coin a year yep. at once. It's a grid coin, which is roughly what it's floating around right now. Uh, we're talking about you know fourteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it's, it's actually um, really easy to do because we could just use the existing um, 
side stake facility and just basically nail up a side stake to the foundation as part of the uh, as part of the every everybody's stake, if that makes sense. So technically, it's that is really easy to do. Uh, it's it's the, it's making the community decision to to agree to do it. That's that you know we have to we have to get everybody behind it. I mean, I think we would. I think we would pretty easily be able to convince people good idea. My my only, you know, I'm just pointing out that I don't think fourteen thousand U.S. dollars a year is enough. Um, sure. And as you mentioned, it doesn't really solve the the you know whale problem. Uh, and I mean, you know, what I mean, I have floated obvious, you know, on prior episodes, I've floated other policies which we could theoretically do they're not particularly pretty i don't think they're good solutions one of them is to uh increase the rate of inflation to make uh the origin to kind of cancel out the original uh 340 million that were minted uh unreasonably another one is to try to redistribute through protocol wise which would be very difficult uh grid coin that was originally minted in the 300 well it's also i mean what is originally i mean a lot of those coins aren't the same coins anymore but just kind of try to track down the 340 million that were originally minted and then redistribute it to the biggest crunchers that we've had uh since then and we have to do all these back calculations and so on which is also kind of ugly um Obviously, yeah, yeah you'd, have to, you'd have to violate the, right. you'd have to violate the you'd have to construct a, a protocol that actually violates the rules of signed coins to do that right because you're essentially ripping value away from people that have have coins vested with a so I'm gonna, a signed bucket I, I get very nervous around doing that because yeah. where does it stop at the end of the day I think well I didn't I mention I didn't mention the third option right so or the fourth uh, no, so I mean, I completely agree. Those aren't particularly good Mention options. Mention the, the I mean, options, please, because this is pretty off topic. We want to stick to uh, funding well, devs and not solving the whale problem right now. Well, right. well, hold on, but those two are in, inextricably linked because uh, the so the two the the, the most amount of work that we've had over the pa- past year plus has been from Jim and SciSci, and neither of them have been uh, funded at all. We, the, the devs we're talking about are Jim and SciSci right now. Um, and well, the there, there, there are a couple and, and, of others. Uh, and, you know, well, I, there yeah, is a post, yeah. by the way, where it's more than a couple of others. There's a, it's an exponentially decaying amount of effort, but there's, there's, there's a several people that participated in Fern, and 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 by the way, you know, it shouldn't just be me and Sci It should be distributed in kind. But basically, you're right. I mean, Sci I put in the most effort. I put in the second most effort, and then it went down the list. But I mean, I think you know, in general, you're right. And uh, and you know. SciSci and I have not produced an invoice in a long time. I mean, we produce invoices for the scraper running, which is nothing. But, you know, this, this, which is, you know, thousands of hours of time, uh, so, we've, we've held the invoices. I want to so, go right. to, to Empire here because he was, he was trying to get a, a word in real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Just kind of going back to the whole funding thing and regarding the uh, forced side staking. I feel like you have to kind of take into consideration the whole public uh, viewpoint of it. Because I let's not beat around the bush. It's a tax. I mean, you're basically implementing a flat capital gains tax on the network. And I imagine a lot of the crypto community in general who kind of want to get away from that whole centralized uh, taxation system of the traditional fiat currencies are going to take offense to that at best. So I'm (laughs) curious how you view transaction fees. Are they a tax? I mean, yes, but no. I guess the thing is the transaction fees is more of something that you pay to use the network. Whereas 
Actually, well, they're, not, they're, not paid into a central, they're not paid into a central fund. The, te- the transaction fees are paid to the staker. Yes, so that's what I'm form, trying to get at. It's a form of, it's, it's, you're paying the people that are actually, I mean, that's the whole point, right? You're you, paying for a public stake, service. That's right. And the yes. staker gets their stake a reward, which is their, their reward for spending the resources to help the network be secured. And they also get the little bit of fees on top of it. You know, our fee structure is really low right now, so it's almost nothing. So, but that's the bottom line. Yeah. Securing a ledger is a public service. Uh, that That's what blockchain did. It took it from a centralized uh, uh, role, like Chase Bank would secure the ledger before. Now it's a public service. Uh, adding data to that ledger is the is the service. So we pay whenever we add data to that ledger for the person to add it to the ledger. It also happens to be that this technology is open source. Uh, and uh, right, that's basically it. It's just open source. So is developing an open source public service a public service? So cryptocurrency developed this concept where if I develop, it, it increased the amount of stakers we can have in the world uh, who, who truly hold a stake in a system. So if I increase the value of the network to which I participate, I've increased my own holdings. That works in a mature blockchain. Uh, That's how Bitcoin started, right? They weren't paying developers. There were a couple nonprofits and whatever that started trying to pay developers, but essentially the first people were, I have a stake in this system. If I make this succeed, I do great things for myself. We're not Mm -hmm. that. We are not Bitcoin. We are tiny right now. I think if Gridcoin made it to the point where we have a stable value, we have a stable value set, we have a, a, a network that has sort of, um, oh, I can't think of the term right now, the Lindy effect, I think, where you just like, you start snowballing. If we get to that point, then I agree with you. Uh, but very few blockchains are ever going to make it to that point, And almost none are at that point right now. So if we are to get to that point, we need to fund developers. We need a way to get them uh money so that they come into our network and build with us because most people will align with our value set uh it makes the idea of gridcoin just makes sense to most people um but and, you- and we're and, and let me just have one more thing guys we're, we're gonna need more than me and sci to, to to drive this coin forward in the next phase i mean it was all the two of us could do to rewrite the code base but there you know there's some some crazy good ideas that have been bandied about I'm talking about stuff far, far more reaching than like MRC and some of the things that are on our more short-term raid roadmap. But some of the things we've talked about, which is acting as a document pointer system for science, doing other things that, you know, different things that we could do with this network, it's going to require a lot of development time. And we're going to need more than two part-time devs to get to move it forward. And the only way we're going to be able to get that to happen is actually to pay people. I mean, you're, you're just not going to get people that are going to be out of the goodness of their heart do the kind of work that we did over the last year and a half. It's just not going to happen. Right. And I've never, I've never seen it. <laughs> it would be, so, it would be yeah. something else. We would have fixed the world, right? The, the, so the, the bottom line empire is I think most people do agree with you. The concept of taxes are, are uh, frowned upon, if not truly hated by most people. Uh, but this is a different system. It is not, the fiat system. It is not central authority. It is decentralized authority. It's very, very different. It's subtle, but its effect is different, very different. Uh, and also, I think most people would agree with you that the 
uh, the bottom line is funding should come from the whales. They should be the people Mm -hmm. donating because they have the funds. And at the end of the day, they will increase the value of their current holdings. But if they don't do that, we need to find an alternative solution. I think one of the best, there are other solutions out there. There's, uh, you can build a nonprofit that accepts donations, find entities to give you money. But it, if we do that, it's worse than a tax system because wh- that nonprofit will then develop in whatever direction the its donors, its, um, I can't think of the word right now, uh, the people that are giving it money want it to go. They won't benefactors. Benefactors. They won't be a uh, truly decentralized organization. Uh, th- that type of entity could exist in the current decentralized uh, authority structure, but it, it it can't be the only one because then you ruin everything. <laughs> uh, the the decentralized organization. The thing that makes this tax system different from other tax systems is how the funds are distributed. Most of the reason that people hate taxes is because uh i let's say i'm pro-military i give money to tax to the government and they end up using it for social welfare uh let's say i am uh anti-military i give money to the government they end up spending it on the military i don't like that if i am participating in the decentralized system i can choose where money goes to that was a big part of uh how this thing would lay out if 0.75 if 75 percent of the tax is controlled by protocol 25 percent gets to be sent places other other than that maybe zero percent is defined by the protocol and it's completely free market but it's still a required uh funding structure i will also point out that almost all exchanges uh require a way to continue funding into the future and this is the most decentralized solution that anyone has come up with so far. I think the difference in the, you know, whether, whether we use the existing foundation account or we create a new one, the idea is similar to the one that we have now. It's a multi-signature, it would be a multi-signature account. So no single person could uh, disperse funds from it. And, you know, we, you have to set up a, uh, a governance uh, system around it that involves the community. And so, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if if you want to call that centralized, well, that's you know at some point you have to organize these types of governance structures to be able to to do things that require collective effort. And collective effort is not the same thing as centralization, right? We we have to we have to be able to marshal resources to get stuff done. It's not it can't be just anarchy, right? There has to be an organized uh, uh, white. Uh, you know, a roadmap that we're all going to agree to. We have to agree to, to apply development resources. We have to agree to priorities. If that sounds like we're acting collectively, the answer is we are. We have to. It can't just be random. We're not going to get anywhere with random guys. Well, okay, so I agree with you, and I also disagree a lot. Because, it, yes, there has to be direction, but I don't think that direction needs to be under a multi-sig sort of wallet. I think that's the way it should bootstrap, definitely. Uh, but I think the solution is actually building marketplaces for these sorts of things. Where, just an example, and full, like, just there are other people building this stuff that are uh, going to know a lot more than what I'm about to describe. But this is my understanding of it. Uh, I put out a proposal for development, and people stake a grid coin behind my proposal, uh, and then we have funding cycles. So every month, it, it could be a fluid 
running funding cycle, or it could be like an every month thing. Every month is easier to describe. So let's say every month, five proposals get funded. Uh, whoever has the most grid coin, whichever proposal has the most grid coin staked on it at the end of the day, uh, gets a certain amount of funds. It could be equal to the amount of uh, staked grid coin on it. Although the person staking the grid coin doesn't lose their grid coin, they get it back. Uh, it, the, the funds would come out of the treasury. Uh, or it could be some uh, formula that determines how much funds get distributed to each uh, proposal. So let's say 10 million GRC each month get distributed to five projects. First place gets, or the highest uh, supported gets 70%, the other one gets whatever, right? And you, you go that way. So in the beginning, I think having a few people making decisions makes a lot of sense uh, with strong community input through our voting system. At the end, I think developing something like a DAO makes the most sense because it lets people fight over ideas and compete over ideas of, uh, of how to develop things forward, moving forward without requiring on one person saying, I want to make Gridcoin into this purple um, zombie thing. It forces, it really forces community consensus. So um, a few things that on a number of topics that have been mentioned so far. So one potential solution to uh, what Empire Builder was talking about regarding people not wanting taxes, uh, right? So it's a bit uh, complicated, but I would recommend looking up something called participatory budgeting, which is when uh, a certain set, and this has been implemented in many different municipalities, including uh, some municipalities in the US, I think, uh, basically, a certain set of the taxes of, um, are set aside to be voted on uh, democratically, directly. Uh, and so citizens get to directly decide how those tax dollars are spent. If we combine that, uh, for example, with uh, what Jay Ringo was proposing earlier about, okay, we're going to, you know, 10, 15, whatever percent of whatever you mint in uh, proof of stake and proof of work, it's going to go directly to a fund. You're going to have to use it to fund something, but you get to choose what that something is. Uh, I think that would be a very good way of, uh, and obviously that's something has to be approved, you know, network wide. We can vote on it, but you know, you can fund this feature, you can fund that feature, etc. That would, um, you can fund that outreach, whatever it is, that can solve. Uh, I think that would be a pretty reasonable way to solve it because at some point when you get to a certain level. Uh, as Jim pointed out, once you get to a certain, once your as your network grows, you need certain. Um, there's a really interesting property of networks um, that basically once you once a network grows big enough, certain structures automatically start coming out of it. Um, yeah. This is kind of a, a property of networks, and so um, certain levels of centralization uh, are basically inevitable. The question is, you know, how are they formed and how are they governed, and what can we do about it? Right. So that's one thing. Another thing is um, regarding the uh, the the you know effectively how this would work. I'm you know the rest. Some parts of the crypto community might be really opposed to it. I'm not sure ours is to be completely honest. I, I we we don't we've never asked this question directly to the community. We we don't really know um, if most people would oppose or support something like that. So um, I would be interested in actually you know doing an informal poll on something, maybe I'll do that. The third thing is there's a, a, another option I didn't get to mention earlier regarding how to solve this well problem, and that is uh, actually just basically forking and restarting the chain, um, which is not a pleasant option at all. Um, it has uh, a lots of problems associated with it, um, but 
uh, it would also solve a lot of other problems. Um, last thing I wanted to mention was that I personally really, really, really want to code for Gridcoin, but I am not in a financial position where I can do what Jim and Sai Sai were doing. Um, and, you know, this is, you know, nothing, you know, it, it's great for them, but they're, they're a bit older than me. They're a bit more established. I can't do that much work for free at, at my, you know, in my current station. So I want to do it. I've taken blockchain courses, Linux and Git courses, uh, and a C++ courses just so I can do this. Um, I just, you know, one of the major things is like, I can't really afford to do it for free. And I've been hesitating because, you know, um, Jim and Sasa haven't taken anything. And it's a bit awkward because they're a lot more talented than I am. Uh, so, and I think there are a lot of other people that probably feel the same way. So I think that this problem that we have uh, should really be, we should, we should try to ameliorate it as soon as possible. Um, you know, and maybe, you know, if, if we started actually paying devs, I mean, I could, I'd be happy to start in like January or something. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I'm also just one person. We need a lot more than that. Well, I'll just remind folks, there is a rule. There's an existing payout structure that was approved a long time ago. That's $35 an hour in GRC equivalent. And if a dev submits an invoice, it's going to get paid. It's been, the, it's quite frankly, it's been the choice of SciSci and, and, and me not to submit invoices. I could very well submit an invoice for a, a thousand hours and SciSci could, could submit an invoice for 2,000 hours and demand that it get paid from the foundation. And quite frankly, we'd be well within our rights to do so. Absolutely. So, okay. I, I think so you I, should. I, I, I think, I think, I, because, sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think you should, honestly, because the sooner, frankly speaking, the sooner the foundation is drained, the sooner this, we, we, this problem has to be solved eventually. And the sooner, uh, the, the, the lower and lower the amount of foundation funds go, the more pressing an issue it becomes. So I'm, maybe, I'm maybe, maybe you're really right. You know, maybe our thinking around this to, to preserve the foundation is actually a, a, a nice thought, but is actually at the end of the day, counterproductive. And what maybe in trying to preserve those funds, we've actually set a terrible precedent, which it's almost like the precedent, I hate to bring up some old history, but it's almost like, you know, Congress, uh, when, when uh, uh, George Washington became president of the United States was uh, really uh, troubled about whether to take a salary or not. And he ended up deciding to take the salary uh, from Congress, even though he didn't need it because he didn't want to set a precedent for the president of the United States position to be someone that would only be occupied by someone that didn't need to be compensated. And I think oddly enough, there's a lesson for that maybe here and that maybe SciSci and my idea not to take compensation for Fern and all the work that we did might actually be setting a terrible precedent and might actually be harming our development uh, maturity going forward. I hadn't thought about it that way. So I'm gonna jump frankly, in here. And uh, end the discussion because I got to run. But I will point out that I I think I, I agree with both of you. We should drain the funds. I think there are a couple of things we should do in draining the funds. I think there are several things we can set up that will solve several problems at the same time while also giving the majority of the funds to Jim and Sai. Jim, you've got the doc. We should talk about it shortly. Uh, oh yeah. So and I'd like I'd like I'd like people from the from the community even after that we're, we're, we're going to end this now because I know I know you got to go. I, I want folks to speak up on this. Uh, it's very important for the community to we we ought, we, we, we to get to a place where we're comfortable with what we're talking about in in all the different things we're discussing. So 
absolutely. And you guys uh, definitely stick around and keep talking about it. Uh, but I will also, I, I'll, I'll, let's end on this thought. If we end up building a funding structure for development, we will have also built a funding structure for science. So we can just port it over and end up using Gridcoin to actually fund scientific development. It would be really cool. We can use a tax system. We can use a decentralized funding system. Uh, Decision-making can be decentralized and centralized. It can be anarchist in that there are a thousand different ways things are running all within the same network and it works well and is very pretty. So keep that in mind. Think about this problem of how to fund devs and also keep in mind the whale problem because chocolate I, I apologize for cutting you off earlier because you are right uh the two problems go hand in hand uh so uh listen to jim when he says think about how to do this stuff and talk about it bring it up don't be afraid no one's going to jump down your throat uh and if they do let us know and we'll freaking ban them from the chat they they don't deserve <laughs> to be here if that's if people can't talk about their ideas um so maybe next week we will talk specifically about a uh, tax system, how that would work. And I wanted to talk about what side staking is for people who don't know what it is. Uh, so we'll also bring that up next week. Uh, otherwise, have a great weekend, everyone. Hopefully I'll see you over on the Boink Radio.